0: Hello and welcome to Battle Ready with Missy Armstrong. We are going to prepare ourselves for battle by learning about the characters in the Bible, learning about their victories and their defeats. Thank you so much for listening and I hope you enjoy the podcast. Hi and welcome. Uh, First of all, I'd like to apologize for missing last week's podcast. Uh, Our church went to church camp, and our family organizes that. And I got caught up in trying to get everything ready and just didn't allocate my time appropriately. And I ended up with no time to do the podcast, and I didn't want to just willy-nilly throw something together. So, this week we are starting... Isaac and let's get started now we will be in Genesis chapter 22 and we'll be reading first verse 1 through 14 sometime later God tested Abraham and he said to him Abraham here I am he replied Then God said, Take your son, your only son, whom you love, Isaac, and go to the region of Moriah. Sacrifice him there as a burnt offering on the mountain, I will show you. Early the next morning, Abraham got up, loaded his donkey, and he took with him two of his servants and his son Isaac. When he had cut up enough wood for burnt offering, he set out from for the place God had told him about. On the third day, Abraham looked up and saw the place in the distance. He said to the servant, Stay here with the donkey, while I and the boy go over there. We will worship, and then we will return back to you. Abraham took the wood for the burnt offering and placed it on Isaac. He himself carried the fire and the knife. As the two of them went together, Isaac spoke up and said to his father Abraham, Father? Yes, my son, Abraham replied. The fire and the wood are here, Isaac said, but there is no lamb for a burnt offering. And Abraham answered, God Himself will provide the lamb for a burnt offering, my son. And the two of them went out together. When they reached the place that God had told them about, Abraham built an altar there and arranged the wood on it. He bound his son Isaac and laid him on the altar on top of the wood. And then he reached out his hand and took the knife to slay him. But an angel of the Lord called out from heaven to... From heaven. Abraham, Abraham. Here I am, he replied. Do not lay a hand on the boy, he said. Do not do anything to him. For I... I now know that you fear God because you have not withheld from me your son, your only son. And Abraham looked up, and there in the thicket he saw a ram caught by its horns. And he went over and took the ram and sacrificed it as a burnt offering instead of his son. So Abraham called that place the Lord will provide. And to this day it is said that the mountain of the Lord it will be provided now here here in this you see this amazing story that most of us have heard about about Abraham being willing to sacrifice his own son to prove that he was faithful to God and that he believed in God now Isaac wasn't just his son he was the product of a miracle because Abraham was 100 and his wife Sarah was 91 when Isaac was born and so all of those years they had no children and then God gave them Isaac And Isaac is one of the few men in the Bible whose name was selected and announced by God prior to his birth. Some people believe that Isaac was between 25 and 35 years of age when his father prepared the altar for his sacrifice. If Abraham's attitude was outstanding in this situation, we also have to look at Isaac's. He merely allowed his father to place him on an altar and lay him there unresisting until the, sacrifice, sac- <laughs> the sacrificial ni- knife was about to be plunged into him. It was an ordeal for the, do- for the father, but it was still a massive ordeal for the son. You know, uh, Abraham never told him Hey, look, this is a test. This is what's going to happen. He just led him up here. And then Isaac's like, what are we going to sacrifice? Right? Now, he said, Abraham tells him, God will provide a lamb. Right? But then when they get to the top of the hill, and they build the altar, and they put the wood on it, he starts telling them to get up on the altar, tying them up and everything and that is a son who will obey his father to the end right literally to the end sometimes we want to put restrictions on what god says we should do or we shouldn't do right we want to say you know well obey your parents as long as or obey your parents if if it's not this or if they're not making you do that, obey your parents, okay? But Isaac, he obeyed his parents, he obeyed Abraham all the way to the top of an altar. That's pretty amazing. We find a, another instance in the Bible of a son, voluntary, Voluntarily surrendering his life and laying himself down on an altar at the Father's bidding. It was less than a mile away from Mount Moriah, and it was called Calvary. Yeah, Jesus laid his life down as a sacrificial lamb for us. Less than a mile away from where Abraham and Isaac built that altar. Isaiah 53 6 through 7 says we all like sheep have gone astray each of us has turned to his own way and the Lord has laid him to the iniquity of us all laid on him the iniquity of us all he was oppressed and afflicted yet he did not open his mouth he was led like a lamb to the slaughter and that of course is referring to Jesus who took all of our iniquity on himself to be that sacrifice for our sins so when you look at abraham and isaac yes it was a lot for abraham to willingly sacrifice this miracle child it was also a lot for isaac and it shows how devoted of a son he was to his father something we might look at as inspiration to be as devoted to our parents genesis 24 1 starting at verse 1 abraham was now very old and the lord had blessed him in every way he said to the senior servant in his household the one in charge of all that he had put your hand under my thigh I want you to swear by the Lord the God of heaven and the God of earth that you will not get a wife for my son from the daughters of the Canaanites among whom we are living but will go to my country my own relatives and get a wife for my son Isaac the servant asked him what if the woman is unwilling to come back with me to this land shall I take your son to the country you came from make sure that you do not take my son back there Abraham said the Lord the God of heaven who brought me out of my father's household And by native land, and whom spoke to me and promised me on oath, saying, To your offspring I will give this land. He will send his angel before you, so that you can get a wife for my son from there. If the woman is unwilling to come back with you, then you will be released from your oath of, from this oath of mine. Only do not take my son back there. So the servant put his hand under the thighs of the master, of his master, Abraham, and swore an oath to uh, to him concerning this matter. Then the servant left, asking him. Taking excuse me. Then the servant left, left taking taking with him. Ten of the master's camels, loaded with all kinds of good things, from his master, he sent out for Aram Nahman and made his way to the town of Nehor. He had the camels kneel down near the well outside of town. It was toward evening, the time the women go to draw water, and then he prayed. Lord God of my master Abraham make me successful today and show me kindness to to my master Abraham see I am standing beside a spring and the daughters of the the townspeople are coming to draw water may it be that when I say to a young woman please let down your jar that I may drink and she says drink and I will water your camels too. Let her be the one that you have chosen for your servant Isaac. But this, I, by this, I will know. You have shown kindness to my master. Before he had finished praying, Rebecca came out with the jar on her shoulder, and she was the daughter of Bethuel and Michael Milka, who was the wife of Abraham's brother. Nahor. the woman was very beautiful a virgin no man had ever slept with her she went down to the spring filled a jar and came up again the servant hurried to meet her and said please give me a little water from your jar drink my lord she said and quickly lowered the jar to his hands to give him a drink after she had given him a drink she said I will draw some water for your camels too until they have had enough to drink. So she quickly emptied her jar into a trough, ran back to the well, and drew more water, and drew enough for all the camels. Without saying a word, the man watched her closely to learn whether or not the Lord had made his journey successful. Then the camels were finished drinking. The man took out a gold ring, weighing a becca and two gold bracelets, weighing two shekels when he said whose daughter are you please tell me is there room in your father's house for us to spend the night and she answered him I am the daughter of Bethuel and the son of Milcah born to Nahor." and he added and she she added we have plenty of room I have plenty of straw and fodder as well as room for you to spend the night then the man bowed down, worshiped the Lord, saying, Praise be to God, to the Lord, the God of my master Abraham, who has not abandoned his kindness and faithfulness to my master. As for me, the Lord has led me on a journey to the house of my master's relatives. The young woman ran out and told her mother's household about these things. Now Rebekah had a brother named Laban. And he hurried out to the man at the spring as soon as he had seen the nose ring and the bracelets on his sister's arms and had heard Rebecca tell what the man had said to her. He went out and found him standing with the camels by the spring. "'Come, you who are blessed by the Lord,' he said, "'why are you standing out here? I have prepared the house.' and place for your camels so the man went to the house and the camels were unloaded straw and fodder were brought for the camels and water for him and his men washed their feet then the food was set before them and he said I will not eat until I have told you what I have to say tell us Laban said he said, I am Abraham's servant. The Lord has blessed my master ba- bountifully, and he has become wealthy. He has given him sheep and cattle, silver and gold, male and female servants, and camels and donkeys. My master's wife Sarah has borne him a son in her old age, and he has given him everything he owns. And my master made me swear an oath and said, "You must not get a wife for my son from the daughters of the Canaanites, in whose land I live, but go to my father's family and try to my own clan to get a wife for my son." Then I said to my then I asked my master, "What if a woman can would not come back with me?" And he replied, "The Lord, before whom I have walked faithfully, will send an angel." with you to make your journey a success so that you can get a wife for my son from my own clan and from my father's family you will be released from your oath if when you go to my clan they refuse to give her to you then you will be released from your oath when it came to the spring when it came to spring today i said lord god master of abraham if you will please grant success in my journey on which i come see i'm standing beside this place this spring if a young woman comes out to draw water and i say to her please drink please let me drink a little water from your jar And if she says to me, drink, and I will draw water for your camels too, let her be the Lord God, be the one the Lord God has given to my master's son. Before I finished praying in my heart, Rebecca came out and her jar, with her jar on her shoulder, she went down to the spring and drew water. And I said to her, please give me a drink she quickly lowered the jar from her shoulder drink and i will water your camels too so i drank and she watered the camels also i asked whose daughter are you she said i'm the daughter of bethel son of nor and milka bore to him then i put a ring in her nose and bracelets on her arms and i bowed down and worshipped god I praise God for the God of my master Abraham who had led me on the right road to get to the granddaughter of my master's brother for his son. Now if you will show me kindness and faithfulness to my master tell me and if I'm not tell me so that I may know which way to turn laban and bethel answered this is from the lord we shall say nothing to you one way or the other here is Rebekah. take her and go let her become the wife of my of your masters son as the lord directed now i know that was a large section and uh, but it is important and why is it important because Abraham was surrounded by people who didn't believe in God, right? Who believed in false gods, who believed in different things. He did not want his son to be unequally yoked with these women. And so, he sent a servant all the way back to the land he came from to find a wife. Now, the servant obviously also trusted and believed in God because he stopped and he prayed and he prayed exactly show me this thing and I will understand I'll know that this is the girl and it came about just as easy as you know just showing up at this point in time Isaac is about 40 years in age and he really, Abraham decides it is time to get him a wife. And he commissions this servant to travel this long distance for one purpose to keep his family worshiping God. He understands that if he mixes with someone who is an unbeliever their their ideas what they worship or what they believe or not believe that will start to affect not only Isaac but also their children Isaac's children and grandchildren and great grandchildren and Abraham's not willing to do this Abraham's not willing to say let's go for what's convenient because it's here let's do what's right even though it may take longer it may be a more arduous journey and we may not come out of it with what we really want now it never says that Isaac's even told that this is happening. Right? It just talks about Abraham. Going ahead and saying. Go get a wife. Yada yada yada. Now chances are that. Isaac was pretty. Pretty well. Had a pretty good understanding of. You know how old he was. And, and that he should be looking for a wife. But. Abraham just kind of was like... Go get a wife. We'll make this happen. <laughs> you know? And uh, and God does find a wife. Just right away. It, and it's pretty awesome. You know? When you think about how... He just kind of put her there. And it was obviously... A match made in heaven. And so... A lot of people think, oh, this is just a story about a man going to get a woman for another man. Absolutely not. This is a story about a man of God not willing to compromise his children. You know, he is not willing to yoke his child, to marry his child to an unbeliever. A lot of times, this concept of not being yoked to an unbeliever is kind of thrown out the window. And my son is a pastor. He's an ordained, or a preacher. He's an ordained preacher. And I have been, he has, he has, oh, the words escape me, but he, he was called to the ministry when he was 15. He's now 21. Ever since then, and even before, even, well, even before that, I was teaching him and teaching others and telling people, do not date below your calling. Every person is called to do something. Don't date below that. If a person is not willing to be a preacher's wife don't even worry about dating her if a person is not willing to serve next to you in church don't worry about dating them if a person isn't fully believing what you believe you might want to put it on the side right don't don't date below your calling and every christian is called to do something if you can't serve God with your partner, with your wife, with your husband, then it is extremely hard to serve in the ministry continuously without that support of your family. So, ju- we don't often nowadays think about uh, being unequally yoked with other people, but it is extremely important. Especially when you're thinking about what you're called to do. To choose your relationships wisely. And an example of this is. There was a man who was a preacher. Who served as a preacher for a long time in our town. And his wife decided she didn't want to be a preacher's wife anymore. And pretty much told him. Like look I'm going to leave you unless you leave the church and it was very hard for him to make a decision of being the wife you know being with his wife the one he loves to serving his Lord he did choose the Lord but it was to the detriment of his white marriage but that should have never been a question to begin with if he had dated at his calling if he had married at his calling his wife should have followed along and supported him completely so in 2 Corinthians 6:14 is one of the times we see in the bible where they talk about not being unequally yoked together and it says do not be yoked together with unbelievers for what do righteousness and wickedness have in common or what fellowship can light have with darkness so just keep that in your mind and if you aren't dating if you're married if you have children and it doesn't matter if they're two days old or 22 years old Start praying for them now. Start praying for the person. That God is going to put in their lives. The mate that God has for them. And. Just. Be. Completely honest. Don't be selfish. Just ask for God to send them. A person that will serve. God next to them. That will lift them up. That will complete their household. That will push them. To serve God and attend church and pray, and, and study the Bible. Somebody that will challenge them and keep them on their toes. You know, sharpen their iron, so to speak. So, as we continue on Genesis twenty-four, fifty-two, we'll start at. Then Abraham's servant heard. What they said and he bowed down before God before the Lord and then the servant brought out gold and silver jewelry and articles of clothing and gave them to Rebecca and she also gave costly gifts to her brother and mother then he and the men who were with him ate drank spent the night there when they got up the next morning he said send me on my way to my master. But the brother and mother replied, Let the young woman remain with us ten days or so, and then you may go. But he said to them, Do not detain me. Now the Lord has granted success in my journey. Send me on my way so that I may go to my master. Then they said, Let's call the young woman and ask her about it. So they called Rebekah and asked her, Will you go with this man? I will go, she said. So they sent their sister Rebekah on their way, along with the nurse and Abraham's servant and his men, and they blessed Rebekah and said to her, Our sister, may you increase to thousands upon thousands, may your offspring offspring, possess the cities of their enemies. Then Rebekah and her attendants got ready and mounted their camels and went back with the man. So, the servant took Rebecca and left. Now, Isaac had come home from Be uh for he was living in Najib, and he went out to the field one evening to meditate, and he looked up and he saw camels approaching. Rebecca also looked up and saw Isaac. She got down on her camel and asked the servant who is the man in the field coming to meet us he is my master the servant answered so she took her veil and covered herself then the servant told Isaac all he had done Isaac brought her into the tent of his mother Sarah and he married Rebecca and she became his wife and he loved her and Isaac was confronted was comforted after his mother's death. Abraham's servant performed his task of finding a bride for Isaac to perfection. Having prayed for divine guidance, he was led to a beautiful young girl by the name of Rebecca and instantly struck him as being suitable choice for his master's son. After making all the necessary excuse me after making all the necessary arrangements, he returned to Abraham's household <coughs> with the bride under his charge. It seems at this time that Abraham had informed Isaac concerning the mission and as the servant Is spotted running to the house, returning to the household. Isaac goes to meet him. He accepts Rebecca as a gift from God, and makes her parent and takes her to his parents' tent. Gives her his mother's place in his heart. So we see here that Isaac, being still the dutiful son, still obedient to his parents like he accepts Rebecca right off the bat there's no question there's no concern he accepts her as a gift from God and because this he takes her straight into the to the family house and then he marries her he is a kind <clears throat> excuse me he is a kind husband a husband that is going to greet his wife going to take care of her going to show her and introduce her to her, his parents and give her his mother's place in his heart now, if you know much about Isaac he loved his mother he loves his father. He works for them. Stays with them. He, They are. His. Life. And he's going to give. His bride to be. The place of his mother. And his heart. That's beautiful. And so. We're going to stop there today. And we will continue on. Next week. Talking about Isaac. But this week. Some things that we've learned. And we can take from Isaac's story. Is. To trust God. Without fail. He trusted God. He trusted his father. And God provided a lamb for him. So he did not. Get sacrificed. Another thing is. He accepted the wife that his dad went to get for him without fail without, without even a question he was just this is the wife that my dad wants me to have this is the wife that God wants me to have let's do this and one thing we've learned again a little bit more about Abraham is his unwillingness to allow the unbelievers of the area that they lived in to infiltrate or to come into their home he wanted his family his descendants to be God fearing people to understand that when you let others into your home when you're unequally yoked together with unbelievers their beliefs start sliding into your everyday life even if you don't realize it so again thank you for listening and for staying here with me today and again I am sorry about the podcast last week and and I hope I wasn't too tired this week, uh, so that you didn't you enjoyed it. So do remember to be kind to yourself and be kind to others. And God loves you, and so do I.